I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Do you know when the best after the whistle episodes happen? When's that? In my head, when you're not around. All right. Uh, Fuck, are they funny, man? Why? I, I, I have a lot of fun when I do my own show in my head. Here we go. <laughs> okay. You know what I was thinking about? Uh, I was driving yesterday, and I'll say this quickly. I just, out of, out of nowhere, I just started thinking about Henrik Talinder. And Why? the Hamel Camel. If I said Hamel Camel to you, do you know what that is? Nope. Okay. So what should I should I know this? Because I forget a lot of shit. How many years did you play with Hank? Three. Okay. So you never saw him. Well, you were the old dusty veteran. So you, as soon as the final whistle went and stretch was done, you were off the ice, probably right to the trainer's table. So would you not say he's one of the best skaters you've ever played with? Without without question, he was right. beautiful, beautiful skate. Couldn't uh, literally couldn't get any better. Unbel- for a guy who's six four, right? Yep. And like yep. he was an uh, he, his edge work. Now a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's Swedish, right? Because they they're just, that mean? It, well, I just think I think the Swedes are so far advanced. Like when I played in Sweden for half a season during the 0405 lockout, all the kids like the the youth ages eight nine ten they would run the stairs and then do like push-ups off the stairs from like top to bottom <laughs> yeah. and they'd be like holding their feet and they'd be like doing jump squats up all the up the levels all the way around the arena and so it's like and I, I remember exactly doing all those things when i was in finland okay can but i these, t- can but, i just but, tell you a quick side story it, it take like 10 seconds yeah, of course so i was i was uh i i got over there the, the team trains like they, they wear they they put on winter suits yeah. and they go and they run five kilometers it's everything's in kilometers over there they run five kilometers which is about three miles before every single practice like every single one I'm like, and they love it and they love it well, they go out there and they just chat the whole time. Everybody's talking this and that we run. I'm fucking buckled after three, three miles. Right. I come back. I'm like, holy shit. I don't even know if I can fucking do practice right now. I haven't trained at all <laughs> because I knew the season was over. This is the lockout year, by the way. And, uh, so we get in, then all of a sudden the coach who is Saku's dad, who's literally like a military guy wants us to do the stairs and in turku it was the biggest one of the biggest buildings in our in our league okay so we're doing these power stairs up to the top and then you walk you go across and then you walk back down you come back and you just you're and he's yelling ah, you know as loud as he can now it's like my legs are like logs i can't lactic acid blah 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 so we get downstairs. I'm thinking, holy shit, when is practice? Like, what is going on? So now all of a sudden there's all these hurdles. 
and I'm talking super high hurdles up to like, uh, like up to my hip, like very high. I'm the, t- I'm one of the tallest guys there. I'm six, two, six, two and a half. One of the tallest guys there. All these, I'm the last guy. Okay. All these guys hands on their hips and they basically just start to explode a two foot jump yeah. over about five or six hurdles. Yeah. Petey. I couldn't get over fucking one. Of and them. they look like kangaroos doing it. Unbelievable yeah. springs on their yeah. legs. Yeah. I, am, I am absolutely shocked. These guys, little five, nine, five, eight guys that are just springing over these hurdles that are up to their fucking chest. <laughs> and the coach pulls me aside, stops the drill after I do my first one. He's like, stop. He says, you stop, go take, go tape stick. You get hurt. I'm like, thank fucking God. I'm like, enough of <laughs> well, this. You know why? Because you didn't start doing those till you were 18. They started doing those when they were eight. I mean, start doing, I didn't do them when I was 18. I didn't jump over hurdles. Oh, you never did that stuff, huh? Not a freaking chance. Okay. All right. I started doing that stuff when I was like, I was introduced to that, those plyometrics and stuff when I was like 17, 18. And well, I did and- plyometrics, but I wasn't wasn't doing they were i'm not kidding well, that's how, that's their version of box jumps for us but it's just you know what i mean like we had those yeah. box jumps for you and they had different heights and stuff and but anyway before you hijacked my point yeah, but sorry, I mean, sorry about that no it's a great story about bad, bad memories it's all relative and hank was it's funny that you say that because hank was the only guy that i saw put mass weight on the squat bar touch his ass to the ground where like the north american guys are going like 90 degrees you know, like a, maybe a little bit lower, but we're not going that low. Hanky Poo literally had like 300. What are what's three plates? Was that like 350? That was three, three, oh, depending on the, if they were four, 45 four plates or 44. Sometimes you had 44 pound plates. It was three, oh, it was 305 or 315, depending I think on it was 315. I think it was 315. But anyway, so he would drop his ass like right down to the ground and squat up. And it was just kind of like, that's a, that's a different type of strength, but they also work on their edge work over there. And it's absolutely crazy. So my point is the Hamel camel Hank would stand on the goal line after practice and guys would come and try this. And there were some guys that could do it. I wasn't one of them. And he would stand still and he would just start by, shifting his body with one on one foot like one leg would be off the ice and he would just like kind of start going one side to the other and just kind of like gaining speed and he would outside swim. inside edge outside and he inside, would okay. use the other leg as almost like Follow a him, yeah. pen, a pendulum to kind of like help him gain speed and by the time he got to the red line he was flying and and that was the hamel camel and guys would go and line up and and try to do it with them and they couldn't do it but i was just driving thinking about you know what the the skating in the game today and i was just thinking about how far advanced henrik talinder was and he did this thing called the hamel camel and i would love to know how many players in this league can actually do that because he's the only player i ever saw do it like that but that's that's i think i i am not kidding you when i say this I coached a 14U team this year. Every single kid in the team could do that. Every single kid. Because I've been right. working and that's, that's on how skating. Much the game's changed. I've been working on skating, technical skating with these kids since they were like, like nine, 10 years old. So every single kid can do like do these one-legged turn, twisting, shoulder. You got to make your shoulders are going one way, your hips going the other. Like, I mean, using the inside, using the outside edge, every single every single kid can do this. Like butter. Love it's it. Just, it's just the way the game is now. I mean, kids are training, you know, technical skating like nobody's business. Yeah. Tell me the teams that absolutely, without question, will not win. Or Seattle has... Kraken. Okay, that's one. 
Next. Seattle Kraken's going up against the Avalanche, and the Avalanche have played very well down the stretch. And I just feel bad. The Seattle Kraken's had a really nice season, and they're really tough to play against. But I don't think they have enough to get through. Okay. Um. To to get her done. Next um, team. My next team is going to be the Florida Panthers. Okay. Florida Panthers barely scraped in, barely. Okay. Like I'm going to tell you right now. The Florida Panthers are playing the Boston Bruins. If you were to ask the Boston Bruins who they would rather play in the playoffs, the Sabres or, or Florida, it would be out overwhelming they would want to play Florida. Okay. Um, I, I don't think Florida has uh, enough depth. I don't think they trust Sergey Borowski in nets. I don't think on defense. They're strong enough, and their their forward line is run by five guys. And after that, there's a big drop-off. So and I just don't think Florida is anywhere near it. So the, that's my second team. And the third team. My third team is the Islanders. Okay. Um, they're, 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 you, you, know, you don't somewhat, even need to give an explanation. They're, they're boring. We're get into the series they're boring anyway. as hell. You know, like, well, we'll talk about it. But those are my three teams. They're up against Carolina, which I think Carolina is going to be a machine. I think whoever beats Carolina is going to have some serious power. And I don't think the Islanders have that power. Okay. Well, I look forward to your predictions because. Do you I, agree I, with that? Well, I, I agree that there are a lot of teams that could win the Stanley Cup. And I, I don't think it's as clear cut as people think. 13 teams, maybe a little high. But well, let's just like for, like let's instance, let's do this very quickly. Let's do this very quickly. Can the Rangers win? Yes or no? Yes. New Jersey. No. You don't think the fucking New Jersey Devils give them some respect, man? I have respect for them, but no, they're, I don't. They're, think they they're can, third in the league. I don't. They're think third they, in the league for a reason. That's fine. I don't okay. think they can win the cup. Okay. Um, Carolina. Yes. Tampa. Yeah. Yes. Toronto. Yes. Boston. Yes. Colorado. Yes. Dallas. Yes. Minnesota. Yes. Vegas. Yes. Winnipeg. Yes. Edmonton. Yes. LA. No. You're okay. Keep going, but that's fine. That's it. We're done. That was it. You just named 12. You named you. You no. Sorry. Sorry. You named eleven teams. That I don't can think win you asked 16. me well if the Islanders could win, or were they obviously a no? You didn't ask me if the Panthers could win. You didn't ask me if the Rangers could win. Okay, can the Islanders win? No. Panthers. Yes. Well, let's get right into it. I know you said let's start with the West, but I'm going to tell you right now, the Florida Panthers can and will upset the Boston Bruins. Oh, come on, dude. Are we even, we're going to start with the Boston Bruins in Florida. And you're going to tell me that they're going to knock. Come on. I didn't say they're going to, I, Can we I delete they, that. Can we just delete that? Like that is the dumbest goddamn thing. It, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I'm writing it down. I'm writing that's it down. Fine. I apologize for, uh, Florida Panthers to upset the Boston Bruins. Okay. <laughs> Well, clearly, let's move on. Let's move on because that's just absolutely horrendous take to start eight series. It's an opinion. I don't know why. I thought, yeah, but come on, man. I mean, what happened? I thought that we live in a world where we're entitled to our opinions. Why do you know? But listen, I mean, the people that are going to be listening to this, uh, our podcast are going to be sitting there saying, Fucking Matthew Kachuk is going to rattle all the guys on Boston and get them uh, all fired. No, they're not. You're just putting words in my mouth as to why I think they're going to win. Like, well, explain to me why. Go ahead. Everybody that's listening shit to you. You're just going to, you're just going to come out and say that Florida. Why don't you go and put the fucking words in my mouth for me, Craig? No, no, no. Go ahead and explain yourself then. I just, I think the Florida Panthers played well when they needed to. I think, I think if they get good goaltending. Okay. Guess I go ahead. Go ahead, Craig. You ask me for my opinion, and I get twelve seconds in, and I get fucking chopped. You know, it's like, man, I don't give a fuck. All I'm saying to you is, 
They won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like they've they've won a they won a lot of games down the stretch. They needed to win. And they got into the fucking playoffs. They were out of the playoffs and they got into the playoffs down the stretch. So clearly they did something right while other teams around them did something wrong. So that's so my let me opinion. ask you just let me ask you this question. And then then we can move on. I I don't even you don't even have to give me reasons why Florida is going to beat Boston. Do you think the Buffalo Sabres, if they played Boston in the first round, would beat would beat uh Boston? No. Okay. Okay. Moving that, on. Was that your question? Yeah, that was, that's my question. So I, I find I find it I do you find know, it no how many losses difficult. how many losses did Boston have this year, Greg? Um I don't know. Okay. Twelve losses I think they had. Yep. You know who served up two of them? Oh. Florida Panthers. So they can clearly compete with them. Florida was a President's Trophy team last year. And now I think maybe they found their game. And I think they're going to upset Boston. Sorry to waste so much time on that. Okay. Moving on. Toronto, Tampa Bay. Toronto. Okay. I have Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be, that's going to be probably the one series that I'm going to enjoy the most. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Most, I think there's a lot riding on that on that series. It's it's, you know, Toronto trying to get over how many years? Seven years of losing in the first round, or their last seven series, something like that. I yeah. mean, they have seven. a ton of pressure, but they've made some moves. They've made some moves this year. I think that could be um, the defining, you know, change. That being said, I just think. Ten, uh, Tampa Bay, who I don't even think played that well in the last 20 games of the season. I think they stunk. But I I, I still believe that they have enough to get by Toronto if they can grab one of those games in Toronto right off the bat. There's so much depth. Toronto's going to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Period. End of story. I think Toronto has done the same thing in the last calendar year that Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay did the year they got outed by Columbus, and they went and got depth players. They went and brought in physicality. They brought in veteran leadership. They stacked up on defense. The only question Toronto has is what are they going to get in goal, and if they can get half-decent goaltending, they will fucking fly through to the conference finals on half-decent goaltending. I believe that. The only difference between Toronto and Tampa Bay, and I'll credit you for this, you said this weeks ago when the matchup was already set, the defining factor for this series is Andre Vasilevsky. That's it. Yeah. That's, that, is the, that is the series changer because I'm going to tell you right now, this is by far the Toronto Maple Leafs year. If they've ever had a year, ever since their last Stanley Cup, this is the best team on paper they've ever had. Better than 93, better than all those other teams. 
better than 99 when they lost in the conference finals to Buffalo. This is their best team they've ever had. Best teams. They have future Hall of Famers on their team. They right do. Now. Listen, I mean, I, um, you know, I was just talking about this other day with my, with my oldest son and we were talking about Toronto and he's like, why do you hate Toronto so much? And I, I just said, I, I hate Toronto and want to see them lose. But at the same time, deep down inside, I want to see them win. I came from North Bay, Ontario. We only watched Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. I just so happened to be drafted to the Montreal Canadiens. And then that from that day forward, my hatred towards Toronto Maple Leaf fans driving around my hometown of North Bay with Maple Leaf flags out the window and all this kind of stuff irritated me more than anything. And that's why I hate them because I learned to hate them being in that Montreal environment. But at the same time, I watched more Montreal games or a Toronto Maple Leaf games growing up than any other team in the league. So as much as I don't want to see the Toronto Maple Leafs fans come out of the woodwork, because they're going to come out in droves and they're out. Oh, no, they're not. Well, I'm telling you, you have no idea. They, they, if they get up three to one in this series, Wait till you see the Toronto Maple Leaf fans. They will overwhelm North America. Good. They will be coming out from everywhere, and they can stay in their little hole. Okay. Well, that's not a reason to actually make the wrong pick and who's going to win. Next series, you're running this ship. Go ahead. Uh, We have the Islanders against Carolina. The Islanders. Um, Taking the Islanders. Reasoning for that one. What uh, what it, what's what's your thought with the Islanders? I think they have the better goaltending. Um, I think they have a veteran team. I think they have a great structure. I think they have a good mix of skill and physicality. And I I just think that because teams may not finish at the top of the standings doesn't mean they're not the best team because a lot of times. The best teams are the ones that play playoff hockey all year long, but then they take yeah. a shit ton of penalties because they're physical and they get, mm-hmm. you know, and teams take advantage of that. But in the playoffs, things change. Mm-hmm. I I know what they're up against and I wouldn't be, this This is the one series that I picked that I feel so strongly that I'll be most wrong about. Oh, jeez. I, I, I think, I think this Boston, one. More than Boston, Florida. I feel like this is one that I could be most wrong about. Um, I don't hate this pick whatsoever. I, I, I picked Carolina. I picked Carolina. I just think Rod Brennamore, I think, and his structure and his defense core and all of the forwards that are really, really good forwards, not the superstar, not the Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner show or John Tavares or Nylander. It's like they, in Carolina, they just do it by committee, you know? And I think they have a, they have a special team. I think losing Andre, uh, Sevestikov is devastating. It's a devastating loss for, for this for this hockey team. Therefore I can see that's an opening for a team to prey on one of the top teams all year long. Like it's amazing when you sit there and you think of Carolina and they've been one of, I think they're the number, maybe are they the number two team in the league? Carolina and the, uh, they're it, it, two or three. They're, they're right there. Okay. I'm not looking at that. And at and you look at you look at all of the top players in the league on all the top teams. They all have star-studded whether you look at the Boston Bruins and then you look at uh you know even even New Jersey Devils who I think were fourth this year they had um uh Hughes who had 90 99 points. You look at Toronto with Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, John Tavares, uh Nylander. You can just go all, all the top teams, the top 10 teams in the league, all have these super crazy high-end scorers. Do you know who had the most points on Carolina? 
Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. 71 points this kid had. 71 and 28 goals is their leading point producer on Carolina, and that's uh, Martin Neskesh. Like, Sebastian Ajo, 36 goals, 67 points. Like, they're under a point a game, guys. And they're one of the top teams in the league. So you ask yourself, how are they winning? Why are they winning? It's because they play a they they play a, a very structured defensive style. They just do not allow goals against. Um, but I'll tell you this the Islanders are very, very, very stingy in their style, also. So this is gonna be a battle and it can go anyway. I'm still gonna go with Carolina. Um because I just think they're the the better team. But Sorokin right now, with the way that he played for the Islanders, it's this is this could be a tough, tough uh first series for uh Carolina. Well, it all depends. Uh Islanders have some injuries like Romanoff's questionable for game one. He'll travel with the team. And then obviously, you know, what's Barzell's health status going to be? It's going to be a low-scoring series, but it's going to be a real, real fun to watch. Next one. Oh, it's a lot. It's the only one that's left in the in the East. Uh, New Jersey and the Rangers. Yeah, I'm oh, taking the got, Rangers. Yeah, you got the Rangers. I have the Rangers also. I think, uh, man, I I think that's going to be a a really 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 tough tough series. Um, that can go either way. I think it's going to be, um. I think this series is going to be a series that's going to be done in five. Either way, go, one way, it could go other. either way. Really? Yep. I think that's the like island, a, New Jersey is New Jersey's a toss up, and it's only going five. That's <laughs> yes, because uh, because I believe that with these two teams, that you're going to have such an emotional attachment to this series because this these are two major rivals two two organizations that literally hate each other with a passion but i mean when you're looking at new jersey devils had 52 wins this year 112 points they were third in the in the league i played for the devils for one year and i played in a couple of those rangers games i definitely played in one at msg and I know I played in a couple at uh, uh, the Prudential Center. And I'm going to tell you what that they call it the Hudson, the Hudson series, the Hudson River series, or whatever. Yep. And it feels like a Leaf Sabers rivalry. The kids, and I don't know if that was Lou Lamorello or if that goes back to the '94 playoffs when Messier's like, "We're going to win tonight," and he fucking scores a hat trick like against yeah. the Devils. I mean, there's a lot of history there. And those the fact, and then think about this. Let's take it a step further. You want to add more fuel to the fire? Who's the coach for the New Jersey Devils? Lindy Ruff. Yep. Who's the president general manager for the New York Rangers? Oh yeah, Chris Jury. Yep. Yeah. Like you've got Lindy Ruff, who coached Drew, and now Drew's building a team to play against. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. It, there's this just it's to and me, they're very a- similar in in their you know you, you have the Rangers that had the fourth best goals against in the league, and the uh, New Jersey Devils were ninth, so very similar in their goals against. They're they're both defensively responsible uh, teams. New Jersey uh, New Jersey was fourth in the league in goals for. Rangers were around thirteenth. Like New Jersey is a very dangerous team that's not given any respect at all. Like when when I asked you at the start, could New Jersey win the Stanley Cup? And you're like, no, <laughs> I think they can. Vanacek's been one of the he's best goaltenders yeah, all year. He's been good. He's been good. So it's like I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's a problem whatsoever. Who's who has more pressure? Pressure, Vanacek or? Sister. Sister. no question 
the, the, no question. Who has more? Who has more pressure out of these two teams going into the playoffs? No question. The Rangers. They went That's, and made them. Well, they both they, both teams made splashes. Yes, but nobody, and I mean no one's giving New Jersey respect. Nobody. And maybe there's a reason for that. And it, but but they deserve respect because they've been an unbelievable team. But yeah. now it's a new season, and you you just have to either say they're going forward or they're not. And, and that's why I say this is going to be a quick series because I think New Jersey is either going to get on a roll and they're going to they're going to absolutely roll the Rangers where it's going to be or everybody's going to be talking about it. It's going to be a complete surprise. They're, uh, New Jersey is going to go in and win six to two in the first game, and everyone's going to be like, "Holy shit! Look at the uh, New Jersey go!" Or it could be the absolute other way around. So I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a short series, but I think it's going to be it's going to be a good one. All right, on to the West. You're doing a great job steering the ship. So why don't you why don't you start with whatever series you want? Okay, I'm going to start with uh, Dallas and Minnesota. Dallas, and that's I mean I don't know how much discussion needs to be had, but we've talked about them a lot, and they are they're fast, they're big, they're strong. They've got goaltending, they've got scoring, they've got depth they've got veterans they've got they've got everything and they've got coaching they 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 literally just have it all i mean they have it all you know jason robertson's a next level hockey player that's exploded onto the scenes in the last number of years 109 points this year 46 goals um jamie ben Captain Jamie Ben, that's been lost for a number of years, had 33 goals this year, 78 points. Joe Pavelski played with him in San Jose. Guy is an absolute rock star legend. He just knows. Is he 38? He'll be 39 in July. Guy's just getting better and better and better. And I'm not going to drop the old. He's like a fine wine. You should have seen this kid. I played with him when he was a rookie. I know. This kid, I, I would have thought, would have played uh, 10 games in the NHL because he couldn't skate. He's really struggled with skating. He wasn't big guy. Should have seen him in the room or in the gym. Like, he got under a squat bar, and I was thinking to myself, you might, you might need a, you know, a little, some help here getting that bar up. Like, he was, he was just a thin, you know, um, You said he was like lighter, a- slower, but let me tell you his, his mind for the game, his, his competitiveness was just through the roof. He was just an unbelievable hockey player. He was an unbelievable teammate. Oh my Lord. Was he a great teammate? Anyway, he had 77 points, 28 goals. Then you got Rupe Hintz that had, was hurt for almost nine games. Had 37 goals, 75 points. Then you have Miro Heiskanen, who uh, defenseman, 73 points. Like, I mean, this team, I told you this. I told you this. I truly believe that the Dallas Stars have what it takes to come out of the West. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a dogfight. And yeah. they have what it takes because they have a very big, strong, physical, heavy team. They're very difficult to play against, and they had a really good year. And they so. have a great coaching staff: Peter DeBoer, Alan Nasruddin, who was in New Jersey before, and you know I played against Alan Nasruddin. I think you might have even had him. I you played with him. Yeah, you I played, played with him in Montreal. He had a cup of coffee uh, in Montreal in the and minors. He was a veteran, yeah. like awesome like, guy, long time, very good player, you know. And Steve Spot, who's had a phenomenal career as a coach all the way through, great development coach too. Uh, I've known him since I was 15, known of him, but met him and have known him. And Jeff Reese, who was a good NHL goalie. But I'll say this. You you can't sleep on many either. No, you um, can't. I, I, I would certainly take Dallas, but Minnesota, with with what they have, is is a very, very impressive hockey team too. They're going to be angry. They're going to yeah. be physical. Minnesota is, and I'm is taking Dallas, but I, and I this is not just to to cover my ass on this one, but I would not be surprised if the Minnesota if, Wild win this series. It's a it's a it's a coin it's a coin flip. It's it really is. I, I have Dallas in this series, 
but I think uh, I think many is going to be. It's probably Minnesota could be one of the worst matchups that they could have to start. Uh, next series, Colorado, Seattle. I would love to see Seattle go through. I it's just not going to happen. But I think I I'd like to believe they can put up a fight. It's great to see them in the playoffs. It'd be a nice introduction to the to the franchise in the playoffs. But it's just Colorado's back to being Colorado. The 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 best thing about Seattle is is um their their top player Jared McCann had 40 goals and 70 points this year in 79 games. He was the the leading goal scorer and point producer for the team. The toughest thing about Seattle is number one on the forward line. They score by committee. It's not just they've got one, one line like Colorado where you have, you know, your Nate McKinnon and Rantanen and, and those guys are just running and gunning and dominating. These guys have lines that throw waves at you. It's a four-line team. This is not just a one-line team. This is a four-line team, and they're very, very, very difficult to play against. The other thing, their defense core, okay? Their defense core in um, Seattle is is... Probably the most underrated defense core in the league. Vince Dunn, 14 goals, 64 points, plus 28, led the offensive side of things, and he was their guy. He was their puck mover. Better be on a Norris ballot. Um, Justin Schultz has obviously uh, uh, been a a puck-moving defenseman for a long time, but then they have the Adam Larson. You have um, the Jamie Alexiak, the Will Borgen, Carson Soucy. These guys are very big, they're very physical, and they're very defensive-minded, and they are there to shut down and be very hard and physical on the other opposing teams because they can all skate. That's why that's why uh, Seattle's been so successful this year. Is they're they're the way they play defense, really really good defense score. Next, but but I mean I have Colorado. I mean Nate McKinnon. Yeah, no, exactly, it's a no brainer, right? Winnipeg, Vegas. Are you ready for this? The Winnipeg Jets. They were the best team the first half of the season in the West. They had a little fall off, and I think they have the best goalie in the NHL. Yeah. And I think goaltending is everything. I think I think Winnipeg has the right type of players. I'm nervous for Vegas in this particular instance. Oh my God. This this probably for me, this is this is probably one of the tightest series in all all of uh the NHL this year. This is as much as I believe that Vegas Vegas was fifth this year with 111 points. You have Winnipeg that had 95. Um, these teams are not very they're they're a lot closer than what I think that people give them credit for, right? Vegas Vegas ended with 51 uh, wins this year. Winnipeg had 46. I just I think Winnipeg is a very very dangerous hockey team it's amazing that that when um vegas golden knights are were the number one team coming out of the west jack eichel is leading the team in points with 66 now he played 67 games it's hurt for a while but think about this jack eichel leads the vegas golden knights with 66 points chandler um Stevenson has 65 points. Jonathan marches oh 57. Like how how are they the number one team from the West? I think I think the Vegas Golden Knights could lose in the first round easily. Um, yeah, it's, it's I have a, Vegas I have Vegas to go because I think that they have uh, a much I think they have much better depth throughout their forward line. I think Vegas is a lot deeper. But I'll tell you this. 
This is this this could easily flip flop the other way. All right, next series. What do you got? Last one, Edmonton, Last one. L.A. It's going to be one hell of a series. I give L.A. a lot of respect. I think they have a really good team. I just I'm not I'm not ready to go against the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid and Dry Settle and Nugent Hopkins. In fact, I'm going to say it. I have the Oilers going to the finals. Hmm. LA, LA had 47 wins this year. Edmonton Oilers had 50. Edmonton Oilers, the best power play in the game. Okay. That's great um, in the regular season, but I think, you know, unless games turn into a shit show, there aren't many, there aren't as many power plays it feels like in the playoffs. Unless the league's going to actually yeah. call them. But we know how that goes. Yeah. Um Man, I, I, this this a t- it, it I think sometimes you just get blindsided by Connor McDavid, Dreisaitl, um and you just for the first time ever mentioned a third guy, um you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins who had over 100 points this year. I feel very uncomfortable about this series for for Edmonton. If there's if there's a team that will will make LA Kings or the Edmonton Oilers very nervous, it's LA. Because LA has the players like who do you think's going to be out there with uh, against Connor McDavid every single time he's on the ice? Drew Doughty is going to play an ungodly amount of minutes. Because they're not going to have last change in Edmonton when they go there. You, you know that Edmonton won 18 of their last 21 games, right? Well, listen. And you know that they beat LA twice and shut them out twice. Or actually, sorry, they beat them. They shut them out once and then beat them 3-1 in LA. And I'm not. And, and listen, regular season down. So the what str- was the what was the series? A 2-2. It looked. Do they, okay. they only yeah. play each other four yeah, times? They split, yeah, they split. They split games. I ended up taking, I don't even know why I did this. It was kind of like your, it's almost, it's, it's, it's almost as dumb as your uh, Florida Panthers beating Boston thing. I think LA is a super undercover hockey team that plays um, pretty solid defense that has um, some, some offense. Um, and I think it's going to come down to the matchups. It's going to come down to matchups. It's going to come down to, um, you know, how do you shut down Connor McDavid? How do you shut him down? That's going to come up to Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty, who's been that Norris Trophy uh, winner. Um, he has been one of the best defensemen in the league for a very long time. He's been always one of the the, the top minute eaters in the game. He is going to have his work cut out for him, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you want someone on the ice against one of the best players in the world, you're going to want Drew Doughty. Well, you know what? We get to see it tonight, 10 o'clock. Here are the games that are tonight. You got game one from the Islanders, Hurricanes, Panthers, Bruins, Wild Stars, Kings, Oilers. God, the Kings, Oilers, man. I remember when I was a kid and the Kings and Oilers would play against each other. Who who's the goalie uh, for um um the Kings? Why am I why why do I have a brain fart right now? Well, they got Jonas Corposalo from Columbus for John Quick, if you recall. There you go. How's he been? So we kind of uh, have a well his time in L.A. in Columbus this year. He played twenty eight games and he was three one three goals against and a nine thirteen save percentage, which isn't terrible playing in Columbus. And then worst team in the league since he came to LA in 11 games, he was, his record was seven and three and one. And he had a two thirteen goals against or two thirteen goals against and a nine twenty one save percentage. Pretty fucking stellar. There you go. There you go. That's what they need right there. Should be a fun first round. Uh, I mean, you can't, and if you can't forget uh, you say, uh, Jonas Carposalo, but they ended up picking up that defenseman too, Vlada, Vladislav uh, Gavrikov. Yeah. 
who he is was, who's he a was really good yeah he's a really good defender that could be the guy that's on the left side with uh with um drew dowdy to try and shut down uh you know the whippersnapper uh connor mcdavid who ultimately no one can shut him down so Don't good forget, luck uh, good luck la it's kind of like i'm you know i i feel like i need to change my i i have to change this oh i i and the only reason I'm saying that I have LA to win this series. Cause I think, I think there has to be an upset. There has to be, there's always, always an upset in the playoffs. And I think one of these top teams are going to get upset. Okay. Well, there's just so, there's so much parody, but I don't point. want, I do not want Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl to get knocked out of the playoffs. I want to see these guys play. The, Nobody does. The most ex- they're the most exciting team, I would think, on the planet right now to watch. Nobody right? wants to see them knocked okay. out. Got the white out, bud. I got the white out. Are you okay with that? I just... I, well, I have two concerns. One, how easily you're persuaded into changing your mind. And two, the fact that you still still use white out. Who uses I white- love it. I love white. Like to sniff it. That's part of the problem. Hundred percent. Remember when you were a kid in school? No, but like I remember middle school. I, I, <laughs> that I so remember bad. some kids in school used to sniff white out. They get all fucked up, and they would like. They just had these laugh attacks. You obviously don't sniff enough because you never laugh. So it's yeah, like, I can't remember anything. <laughs> it could be because of, because of the concussions or the the whiteout that I was snipping when I was in grade seven and eight. Anyway, <laughs> who's coming out of the west? Who's coming out of the east? I have out of the east. This is a no brainer. I just think the Boston Bruins are are just next level. Um, I think they're just so deep. They have the goaltending. They have the defense. And their forwards are just, and they have depth, super tons of depth. They have power play, penalty kill. They just have all the pedigree that you need to okay. be a champion. So I have the Boston Bruins coming out of the East. Okay. And the West? The West, I have the Dallas Stars. I think Dallas, if they can get by this first round of Minnesota, will most likely um, run into. Um, you're going to run into Colorado and I think Colorado is there for the taking. Okay. I, I don't think that they improve their team enough throughout the season. Um, like they did the year before, like they, you know, they, they, they lost okay. some guys this year. So, so that's, um, that's your educated prediction, an accurate pick, but what's your dream final? My dream final would be the Edmonton Oilers coming out of the West. And the Toronto Maple Leafs coming out of the East. 100%. That is my dream. Yes. I just think that the storylines, the storylines are just absolutely off the chart. I mean, you have your McDavid slash um, um, Dreisaitl up against, you know, the, Hopkins, the Mitch Martin. Up against who? Yeah. Well, just up against well, Matthews, yeah. Marner, Tavares, Nylander. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's it's go time. It's I mean that that would be just next level. Oh my lord, it would be next level. That is my absolute to see those two teams. I couldn't imagine what Canada would be like if oh. those fucking teams. Oh my god. It would be that would be second only to a Montreal Toronto rivalry in the in any yeah. in in a conference final. Oh yeah. It, it just so that's my dream scenario. I said the um, Oilers. I believe the Oilers are coming out of the West. I said okay. That, and who is coming okay. out of the East for you? And I still think this is a phenomenal matchup. And I think it would be massive for Canada and the U.S. And okay. I think it's the New York Rangers. Oh boy, yeah, that would be that would be gross. 
the viewership on those, the amount of money the league would make. HRR Oilers like, and Ranger. Oh my God, it would go through the roof. It's like a dream. Canada gets to watch McDavid, their golden child, and you have the Rangers, which is like <laughs> original six, massive following. Yeah, be one of the. And I still think that's a dream matchup for the league, but I mean that's just who I think is. I think it's, I think it's the Rangers. I, I picked them at the start of the year. There was a point in the season where I thought, mm, nope, and then they're back. And I just, it's going to be a lot of fun to see. They have everything. They have everything they need to win a Stanley Cup. Everything. Now they just got to go out and uh, they got to get by some pretty tough teams. And now over to some Sabres. Are you, I mean, are we, are we thinking the Sabres are uh, a topic? No, today? no, no. 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 I, I, I listen to talk Sabres. I, I listen. There's so much I want to talk about uh, about this team, um, but I think it's best to uh, let's let's let this marinate a little bit. Uh, you have players that are that are still speaking. That most of them have ended their their talks. But I want to listen to Kevin Adams. I want to listen to Don Granado. They talk today. Later today. At uh, I think it's three o'clock, three or four o'clock. Um, I want to hear what they have to say. It's great Before to hear that players, but it's it's the coaches and the and the GM that are are aware of the questions that are asked. Like players are always going to be guarded. They're going to say the right things. I think there have been some amazing interviews already. Tage said something that I want to dive into you with tomorrow. He said he mm-hmm. reached all his personal goals and expectations. So what were they going yeah. into the season? Yeah. Last year he played seventy eight games. How many goals? 38 last year, yeah. Six, this, 68 points. This year he had 46 six No, 47. He had 47. And, and 94 points in 78 and games. 94 points. So what a significant season, season hey, increase. Like, so what was he, what, like, what's he thinking going into the year? Like, What's, what's he what, thinking? What are his milestones that he wants what's to What's he hit? thinking now? He's no. thinking, fuck, did I screw up by signing that contract? How about that? How much would he Dave be Thompson talking right now is absolutely losing his marbles. What kind of money? Honestly, what kind of money with a, with a 38 goal season and a 68 points follows it up. He's how old, how old's Tage? 25 turning 26. He'll be 26 October 30th. Okay. So he's turning 26. Next season, he follows it up with a forty-seven and, and a ninety-four points, ten, what? ten and a half. He's you have to be better right? numbers than Jack Eichel ever put up. Fuck, he's shredding Jack. Okay. Who is fucking Jack? So, ten, <laughs> so ten, ten and a half million. So he left. He left three times eight twenty-four he, million. He left like twenty. Was it twenty-four? About twenty-four 24 million, million on the table. Just yeah, that's uh, that's no, that's nothing. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.